0: This is the Boys Down Bad Podcast and we are extremely excited to welcome on a true Nebraska football legend, Jordan Westercamp to the pod. Jordan, welcome on.
1: Hey guys, thanks so much. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Absolutely. We're so excited to have you. Um so a couple weeks ago we just tagged you in an in Instagram reel um saying our favorite husker memories you were mine at number one with the northwestern hail mary catch we'll talk about that in a little bit but you immediately followed us so we really appreciate that and appreciate
1: you coming on to uh, chat with us today yeah man you know like i said i, I love talking nebraska man and then it's been a wild few years uh you know everything that's been going on so there's a lot to talk about <laughs> absolutely and we'll jump into it in a little bit um but we just wanted
0: to ask you after football what's been going on for you what are you doing right now
1: yeah, so I, you know, I had a you know, kind of a, a good and bad turn of events. I mean, you know, my senior year in Nebraska, unfortunately, I, I was pretty beat up and, and I had a lot of injuries that not many people, you know, knew about, um, you know, keep it, keep it quiet. But, you know, going into my senior year, I had a, I had a sports hernia surgery. I had I had taken a knee to my back playing University of Illinois. I can't remember what week that was, but I, I ended up fracturing um, three of my transverse processes, which are those knobs that are on your spinal column oh, um, from, from a knee to my back. I caught a low ball and, and a knee to my back, like just pure blunt force trauma. That was brutal. Um, so I missed a few games at that. And then, uh, you know, I pl- came back, played the rest of the season, getting ready for our bowl game against Tennessee. I caught a ball, made a move and you know, something was moving around in my knee. I was like, okay, here we go. What the hell is this crap? Find out that I tore my meniscus and and I actually had what was called a chondral defect, which is from my understanding, it's, it's, it's chipping of like the cartilage that covers the, the the femur head. Hmm. So, so from my understanding, what they told me is, you know, that that stuff typically happens when people get into car accidents or, or severe wear and tear on the body just over time. So my senior year there, that was a very untimely injury as, as you know, when you're a senior, you finish that last game, you're supposed to be prepping for the combine. Doing everything in your power to you know to get your body as, as best as it's ever felt, you know, and, and, and working those those performance tests, whatnot, getting ready for the biggest day of your life. Um, so instead of doing that, I was on crutches for four months. I missed Nebraska's pro day. Um, I was invited to the combine, but I couldn't perform. I was uh, I got invited to the East-West Shrine football game, which is one of the two big college all-star games. So I was able to go down there and interviewed with a bunch of coaches. And again, I was on crutches, and I was in. Um, you know, kind of like a leg contraption to keep my leg where it needed to be. Um, so that was a little bit of a bummer, and, and, and obviously pretty, pretty not ideal. I'll just say that not ideal. Um, so, so that was tough. Thank God, you know, I, I still had a great career at Nebraska. The Miami Dolphins took a shot with me, and they signed me free agency right after the draft. And uh, I went there, and again, my body was still nowhere near ready. But again, that that window of opportunity is this big. It's this yeah. big. It's the highest level possible. It's this big. So. I had to take, you know, my chance and, and go there and, and I was kicking butt. I was doing well and I was just in training camp. And, um, again, I catch a pass and actually scored a touchdown in practice and I uh, reached into the end zone, overreach with my leg. And I, and I popped my hamstring on my opposite leg that I had surgery on, um, uh, the opposite leg that I had surgery on. So I you know, was compensation issues, dysfunctional. I mean, again, my body was nowhere near, um, where it needed to be. So I ended up popping that hamstring. And it was just another another punch, you know, another another wound. Um, so that was a bad one too. It was a it was a grade two, close to a grade three. So I was out like nine months rehabbing that. I did an injury settlement with the, with the Dolphins, and I came back home. And that's kind of when I I finally I put my foot down. I'm like, listen, this isn't just for football anymore. I, you know, I'm 20, <clears throat> 21, 22 years old, and I'm struggling to put my socks on in the morning. I have all sorts of bumps and bruises. My body's totally beat up. I actually found out um, two months ago. I got an MRI on my shoulder. I tore my labrum while I was at Nebraska as well. <laughs> and I remember when it happened. We were playing McNeese State, and Amir Abdullah has an unbelievable run. I threw a block there at the end, where I extended and I fell on my shoulder, and that's when it happened. I subluxed my shoulder. Jeez. Um, I had never, I had never gotten an MRI on it. I, I just, I, I was part of that that time of the NCAA where they could really just, you know shoot you up or, you know, give you some pain medication. You played through it. You played through it. And they didn't really lay the hammer down on, on what they could do, what they could and couldn't do until my junior, senior year. So um, it was just bothering me, you know, a couple months ago. And, and i I had always known that there was something wrong. I was just able to to, to play play through it. And I had good range of motion and whatnot, but finally it was pissed off. Like, I'm getting I'm getting an MRI. I don't care. Find out that the labrum's completely torn and two of my rotator cuff muscles have fraying, so... Um, And that's the list. So I just, I got my ass kicked. I got, I got my ass kicked. Uh, Would I do it again all over? Absolutely. Absolutely. I had the best time ever in Lincoln. Um, Just unfortunately, my, my playing career ended shorter than I, than I wanted to and expected just because of injuries and that, it happens. And I, I totally, I'm content with it. It's, it's, it's part of the deal. You sign up for it. It happens. I just, you know, a lot of people don't, don't understand all all of the stuff that I, that I went through and, and not just physically, but mentally as well but I came back home and you know, I put my foot down and I actually, I looked up, I said, you know, sports chiropractor near me and I'm from Glen Ellyn, Illinois. So I'm back home in Illinois and up popped Dr. Stephen Major, really, really well-known guy in the area. And I went and met with him, had an assessment. And he told me what I already knew, my body it was a complete mess. And, uh, you know, he sat me down, he was one of the first guys, the first doctors that didn't have me in and out of his office in five minutes, you know, crack my back, you're good. Um, he put me through an entire assessment and it was great. And he came up with a plan and I started to feel better. I'll never, I, I will never be normal or feel normal, but, but I feel much better than where I was. So what I would do is, and he had a great facility, a great office where he had some good equipment that I would train with. I, he, he was our Cairo. I got my Cairo work, my nutrition with him. So as I was popping out of now, you know, these semi pro leagues, because after your after you're, you're shot in the NFL, you kind of it's almost like, like you got to go to like minor leagues, like baseball and kind of work your way back up and get new film essentially. So as I was popping in out of these minor leagues and you know, I'd come and I'd, I would and and train at this facility with Dr. Major and then I'd get my chiro work and all that stuff. Um, Up until I, you know, I was doing the XFL pre COVID and then COVID hit and then that league shut down. <laughs> so, I mean, it was just, you know, punch after punch after punch. And obviously everybody was affected with COVID and that was, that was brutal, but That happened, in Dr. Major, and this is a long story, but uh, I'm going to try to keep it as short as possible. That happened, and Dr. Major said, you know, as you're waiting for these leagues to open back up, would you like to hop on our staff and do do sports rehab and help with treatment? And and even if you wanted to, train some athletes at our facility. I was, you know what, absolutely. When when I was done with football, that was my plan anyways. I wanted to open up my own training facility and work with athletes. I I love being around athletes. I love, you know, everything about sports, and, and it's a huge part of my life. And I wanted to continue down that path. and I'm very lucky that, that I was able to. So he asked me to do that. And, and that, I started doing that and I fell in love with it. And it kept growing, growing, and growing, and growing to the point that we actually expanded into this facility that's right behind me. Um, and if you can see that door over there, on the other side of that door is his original sports rehab and chiropractic office. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So what we essentially did is I, I found out that this was an open space. I leased it took a hammer to the wall and I added this entire performance center on this side now to make it a one-stop shop for the athlete. Um, So everything in one location. And I'm, uh, you know, the owner and founder of it's called major sports performance. And we are a sports performance facility working with all sorts of sports. Um, We, we train, we train speed and strength, speed and strength. They play off each other. They're so important. Uh, Work acceleration, you know, speed, agility, conditioning, all that good stuff. So I love it i'm I'm lucky. I always tell people you know I, I had that story where I got my ass whooped, but you know what it led me down a certain path and I get to do this now and I absolutely love this so so don't feel bad for me don't feel sorry i'm I'm very lucky that I still get to remain in that sports world um and help you know younger athletes achieve their dreams i'm I'm, I'm really happy where I am
0: 100 percent yeah um I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason, so it seems like that kind of kind of happened for you can you was it difficult? mentally can you talk a little bit about your mental health going through you know maybe you start feeling really good and then a different injury happens you know that's got to be tough to keep coming back how did you uh, just keep moving forward
1: yeah it's again i don't i don't want anyone to feel bad for me but this is just what it was the word i mean yeah the, the physical part sucked but obviously you know you you you're, i played football my entire life and i was pretty darn good at it and, and to, to you know to hear you know, in Nebraska, I'm getting ready for my last game. Like, hey, now you're done. You're no longer – you're never going to play again in Nebraska. You have to have surgery right now, or you need a knee replacement when you're 25. To hear that and know, yeah, hey, your career in Nebraska is done. And Now I'm going to be on crutches watching my teammates play their final game in our ball, and that was horrible. It sucked. And mentally, that was terrible. Thank God, you know, for my family and, and, and very close-knit, and they were there to support me. They've always supported me. I love them so much. They're the best Um, to get me through that because that was brutal. And then, you know, obviously – snowball effect and it's just another injury after another injury, it's tough. And yeah, there was, there was some pretty bad, you know, tough times. But again, thank God I had, you know, the family, I, the family that I have are very close knit and, and my fiance, she's, she's wonderful. And she's always there for me. Um, I mean, cause it, it, it doesn't go away. I still have, you know, to this day, there'll be days that are, that are harder than others. I'm like, man, I miss it. I miss it. And then, you know, I'm out here and I'm helping these young cats and I'll, you know I'll show them a move and I'm like, Ooh, I feel good. And <laughs> like, Nope, we're done. <laughs> we're done we're done that's it um so yeah i mean it's t- it's tough and uh, you know I'll, I'll always have that you know what if um there's no doubt in my mind if i stayed healthy i'd still be playing on sundays the ability was never the problem for me it was just staying healthy and and for, it's for that you know it's it's that for a lot of guys so so it is what it is it is what it is you and, uh, sure if you had yeah to. yeah the, the physical part sucked and then you know the mental part pretty brutal as well and, and you know covid didn't help obviously but um, again it is what it is and everybody has their own demons and then you just gotta battle away and keep fighting
0: awesome well that's a really inspirational story and something that i mean i didn't know that yeah, you went yeah. through just you know growing up watching you but um we kind of wanted to go through your entire career story so i wanted to start um when you're growing up and going through high school obviously you absolutely killed it out in illinois um was it always football for you growing up
1: yeah so yeah, my dad was a was a pretty big recruit in the area and he uh he went to the same high school as myself and he was a stud he was one of the best in the nationwide receiver highly recruited he went to the university of illinois when they were i mean they're, they're, they're much better now but when i was playing in college they weren't very good but um he was he attended there when they were you know they're going he's got a rose bowl jersey an orange bowl jersey a peach bowl i mean he's got it it's crazy all the all the all the stuff he has from illinois back in the day when they were pretty darn good um but what's kind of uh i wouldn't call it funny but my dad actually he had a career-ending injury as well where he had in a practice at, at u of i he got his knee taken out and he tore tore up his, his complete knee and, and you know pcl acl lcl all the everything so and that was back in the 80s when when that happened it was you know you're pretty much done yeah. no coming back from that now i mean now you do that and you're back in six months it's just crazy how much um you know the technology has changed but he was a stud and I, you know i grew up in the area and, and yeah, football for me at a young age, even in, you know, youth football, yeah, I was doing stuff that, you know, normal seven, eight-year-old, nine-year-olds weren't doing, um, the way I could catch the ball and and whatnot, so um, at an early age, I knew it was football, it was all football, and I got to high school, and I, you know, just football, that's all I did, I played football, and and for me, it was a, it was a full-year sport, you know, my my dad was always hard on me, and then there was really no off season. We were always catching balls, doing you know doing stuff to get better. And then obviously when the season rolled around, you were in you know fall camp and and the season, that's what you were doing. But my time at Montini, my high school, um, mm-hmm. it was fun, man. I was lucky. I had a great career there at three state championships. I'm pretty sure I'm still the record holder for pretty much everything um, wide receiver in the state of Illinois, and I'm pretty sure most of them won't ever be beaten and not any time soon. Um, again, I was very lucky. I had some great quarterbacks, some great teams that I played on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had a pretty stellar high school career, and you know, it, it got me recruited by some big-time schools, obviously Nebraska, um, um, so yeah, I had a real fun high school career, then I went to Nebraska, and, and you guys followed that, so pretty good career at Nebraska, I'm still, I'm a record holder at Nebraska, I know that, I'm in top 10 for a lot of categories uh, at the wide opposition, so very lucky, very, very lucky, blessed, fortunate career.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I think you as as far as today goes, I was checking online, and you're the state record holder in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. So that's insane. All right. Uh, what, <laughs> yeah. Congrats on that. What do you, <laughs> um, what do you think really separated you in high school to uh
1: to post those numbers? For me, I think I had I had a, I had a level of maturity on the field, not off the field. I was an idiot, but on the field, I'm kidding. On the field, I just I, I just, I understood what it took to 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 be that type of player. And I'm very lucky. I had my dad who walked the same path as me. And, and he, he, you know, he kept me, he kept me in line and he was my, my harshest critic. And, and it made me the player I was. Like, I mean, he didn't care. He, under, I mean, he made me understand that, yeah, Jordan, you just had a 200 yard receiving game, but you're going against guys that are probably not going to play football ever again next year. This is the high school level. It doesn't matter how good you are against these guys. It doesn't matter. Guess what? Your curl route in the third quarter was dog shit.
2: <laughs> that's what I
1: remember. I don't care that you had five touchdowns and whatever. I don't care. Is that going to work against the Ohio State quarterback? Is that going to work against the Oregon guy? Uh, I don't care that it worked against little Jimmy over at St. You know, where, wherever it might be. He, but that's how it. that's that's real. Uh, he was real with me and I hated it and it pissed me off. And at the time, it didn't make sense, but it allowed me to take my game every year for my sophomore. I'm sorry, my freshman. It's my sophomore year to my junior year, It's my senior year, to just keep climbing and climbing and climbing. And that's how I posted, you know, those ridiculous stats. There was never any level of satisfaction. There was always push, push, push. And, and understand that what you're doing now is cool, but, but you got to be prepared for an entirely different level of football when you get to Nebraska.
3: Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah. yeah, so kind
3: of walk us through how you ended up getting to Nebraska, obviously from Illinois. Was there any, like, pressure to go to Illinois, or
1: was it kind of just up to you on that? No, see my, my you know my dad did, my dad was awesome. He there was no pressure but what made it a little bit easier is at the time Illinois sucked. So <laughs> and they they their coaches we kind of knew they were on the outs. So at the time Ronzik was the head coach and he got fired I think like a year later. Um but my dad was awesome. He was always whatever's best for you. We 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 took visits everywhere. Um it came down to me for, you know, Nebraska and Notre Dame uh was was though they were neck and neck at one point, but I, I committed to Nebraska early. I was a junior when I committed and that's, that, that's kind of rare, pretty early. Um, but Notre Dame didn't care. They kept coming after me. And I had coach Kelly out to my house in Glen Ellen, um, Illinois, and did all that stuff. I took an official visit there, but it was just Nebraska. I love Nebraska. I love everything about it. And you guys might not like this, but I didn't grow up like a Nebraska fan. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't, I didn't really know much about their history. My dad did because he grew up, you know, he played ball in the eighties, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't consider myself a diehard Nebraska fan. I, I loved it there and I played there and that's my alma mater. But, you know, I'm not, I don't know all the history of everything and, you know, all that stuff. I, I don't, I just don't. I, I I grew up a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> so <laughs> I grew up in, I, I went to a Catholic high school in Illinois and I, and I grew up in this, the Chicago suburbs. So it's all Notre Dame, right? All Notre Dame. Um. So I knew about them, but, um, I just loved what I loved. Nebraska sent me a little USB drive my sophomore year at Nebraska. I'm sorry, my sophomore year at Montini. And I, you know, I put it in my, my computer and I was like, wow, this place is unbelievable. I got to go out here. I got I to take a visit. And, and at the time, Coach Garrison, who was our law, offensive line coach, um, he was the, the area recruiter. And, I, you know, I, a couple phone calls and I'm like, you know what, I, this place is pretty cool. And I talked to Coach Rich Fisher, the whiteout coach. And I, I got to take a visit. I like this place. Went out there and did like an unofficial junior day and it was a spring game. And of course, obviously the spring games are absolutely nuts and it's 60,000 people. And I was like, whoa, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, I love Lincoln. Lincoln Lincoln has everything. It's not just a small town. You get your city feel, your suburb feel, your, your, your small town feel. And obviously um, you got it all in one place. I love that about it. I just, it just felt right. It felt right. I love the academics. I love the, the university. The campus was phenomenal. And obviously the football just second to none right second to none historic program I mean I shouldn't say like I knew about Nebraska I knew it was a you know a very dominant program I knew it was very historic um, I knew all that stuff but but um, not so much you know like the to find the small things I mean you guys know the, the Nebraska fans are they fan, they're fanatics they're fans and they, they they can tell me everything about everything <laughs> um, and I love that and that's that's another thing the fans. Go, again, going to that spring game and the sixty. How passionate they were, and, and and how nice the fans are, and it was it was so cool. It was something I never never seen, never been a part of. Like, Wow, and it just it felt great. I loved it. I fell in love, and I committed early. Committed early as a junior.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. That's awesome. Um, so obviously our two, I think, consensus two favorite plays you made was the the hail mary against Northwestern, and then the behind the back catch. Obviously, just insane. I think it was. ESPN play of the year is that right
1: yeah I won the so it's like the college football awards that they do where they present like the Heisman and the Maxwell award all that good stuff they they did like a a play of the year and the, of course it was it was fan voted so there was no way I wasn't going to win it but uh <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I I, I yeah you know, it's, it's a crazy play you know you it's something that you've never seen before in, in sports and you know you get both feet in on the sideline. You can technically call it a one-handed catch because I caught it with one and pinned it against my, my butt cheeks. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a crazy play. You know what's kind of funny is the year before was the Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And that play was also in the final four plays for play of the year at the college football. So back-to-back years, I was in the top four for play of the year. Which is crazy. crazy.
0: <laughs> so you got to take us through the Northwestern catch. What was going through your head when you saw that ball kind of tip up in the air and you think you might uh, you might have a chance at catching it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's so much crazy stuff with, with that play. The you know, the school that I caught it against, Coach Fitzgerald, he recruited me hard as an Illinois guy. And, you know, Illinois, Northwestern, they typically don't want they don't want to lose their in-state guys. So I saw Coach Fitz every other week, my you know, as when I was a junior and, and senior, just recruiting me pretty damn hard. He's a great guy. Great guy. Um, and I had a bunch of teammates actually that were on the team at the time. So I have bragging rights for life now with that. But it's just a crazy – again, it's a crazy play. It's just one of those things you don't see it happen. And what are the odds? You know, what are the odds of something like that happening? So, um, you know, thank God Northwestern's defense, they all kind of ran up in front of the end zone. and I, I just did what I was supposed to do, make sure I'm in the back, get ready for a tip. Then I'm pretty sure a, a Northwestern player is the guy who tipped it. Thank God they're, you know, they're DBs. They have no hands. <laughs> just again, I, there's definitely some luck, but you know, there, there was some, I just, I thought I did what I was supposed to do. I was where I needed to be and and lucky that it was tipped backwards and I was there to make the catch. And I didn't know if I was in the end zone because I, I dove forward to get it. So I made sure I reached back, but when I caught it, I was in the end zone, just a crazy play, crazy play. And, and it was a, it was a big win for us because we were you know hitting the middle of our season and we were kind of, up and down up and down so it was a really good momentum builder for us at that point in our season Were you
0: yeah go Go ahead ahead.
4: is so with the hail mary is it a strategy like is there a strategy to it or is it just a lot of luck because you know obviously it's a lucky play but do you have wide receivers that are guys that are going to go in there for a hail mary and just try and tip it up or is it just hope that the dvs tip it up what's kind is there a strategy behind that
1: yeah, so essentially the play call we call it geranium, but yeah, so what you do is you have a guy, typically your tallest guy, go to the middle, and then the other wideouts kind of surround the guy in front, behind, side, and side, and the hope is that that guy can get a hand on it and tip it in a direction, and then the other guys just have to react off of that and catch it. Um, so yeah, there is there is, and we we practiced it. Which the funny the funny thing is, is, every single Friday in our walkthroughs we practiced our end of the play games. So we, we knew what to do. We had done it a bunch and um, you know, we executed it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: I never really thought about strategy behind that. That's pretty yeah. cool.
1: I mean, you just think of luck. And,
0: were you yeah. on the, uh,
1: were you on the bottom of the dog pile? Yeah. Yeah. That was scary. I'm I'm from, not good. so thank God for, uh, we always talk about this too. Jeremiah Searles, thank God for him. Cause he saved my life. Um, <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but um jeremiah i don't know how he got to me and was above me i don't i don't. I mean he must have put on the jets to get down there but um he was above me and he just like literally i was like between his arms he was doing like a press-up and we were both like screaming like get up get up because uh, we couldn't breathe and both our faces were like red as can be and it was it was a pretty frightening moment It went from real happy exciting to bye-bye to um to to pretty frightening fast. <laughs> Thank God you know, people got it. People got up, and I think like, like Sam Sam Birch like clotheslined me after I tried to st- I tried to do what the Ronnie did and run down the whole damn field, and I would have been right on their sideline too. So I was like, "Let's go." That would have been a funny, but but uh, Sam Birch grabbed me and, and brought me down, and then everyone else dog piled on top. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've
0: been in a couple dog piles for baseball, and. I mean, those hurt, so I can't even imagine you got a bunch of offensive linemen on top of you. That's got to be terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was frightening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, those are our favorite memories um, from you at Nebraska, but do you have, like, an underrated memory from your time as a Husker that um, maybe is kind of close to those moments? Um,
1: you know, I've, I have some favorite games, like, like my junior year when, when we played Michigan State, and they were ranked sixth. And they came in and we beat them at home. That was awesome. Um, That was a fun one. Oregon. Okay. They Riley? Or was that
0: later? Um, that was, that was,
1: yeah, that was Riley. Uh, Riley yeah, that was go. awesome. That was a great Yeah, game. that was a, well, like even that, like, that game, I, <laughs> I can talk about it now. Cause it's years after it, but I had like, I had a concussion. I was playing half the game with a concussion. <laughs> I was, and it's the day they at the, on the last drive, again, I got clocked and my head popped up, my head smashed the ground. And I actually, I got a concussion about right before halftime in the second quarter. I ran like a little out route, and Tommy threw a ball and I jumped up and I got off the ground and and their linebacker kind of grabbed me and whipped me down. So my head went boom. And I saw stars and it went green. I'm like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> and they, they, they cleared me and they brought me and did all the tests, but I, I was, it was, it was, it was rough, but I you know, get back out there. And then that final drive, I caught, I catch two like seam routes for 70 yards. And on the second one, I got clocked again and thrown down and and I bit my lip. So I was like spitting out blood. I was, you know, I, was I was a mess. And I went to go back out and they were like, nope. And they took my helmet. <laughs> so um, I came out and then thank God, you know, Brandon had that big play there. And then he made the play and that was awesome. That, was, that one was a fun game. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's one that I'll always remember. For sure. When uh my senior year against Oregon, I had two touchdowns. I didn't play the greatest game, but I still had a couple of touchdowns, and that was a fun game. There was a big play at the end, it was a fourth and nine, and then Tommy hit me on an in route to um uh, extend our drive. And then Tommy ran for a touchdown a couple of plays later. So that was a play I always remember because it was just it was a it was a clutch play, big time play, fourth and nine. We would have lost the game. So that was um that was a big one. Um Tommy great pass on a little in route. Um those, I mean, that was two big games. Yeah, those anytime you awesome. played, anytime you played Michigan State, because I always had big games. Um, that was fun. But I mean, yeah, I mean the behind the back catch, the hail mary, those are kind of hard to to beat. Those, those are rare. Those are rare things that have happened. But um, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm lucky. I had such a solid career at Nebraska. Good, you know, good stats and crazy ass plays. <laughs> it was fun, and I'm very, very lucky, very fortunate career,
3: for sure. Yeah. So, kind of looking back on your time at Nebraska, was there one teammate that you were like, I wouldn't have been able to get through this time, like going through all the injuries, like somebody you really like leaned on as a, a good, good teammate?
1: Yeah, Tommy. Tommy, 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 Tommy. Absolutely. Um, and you know he had, he dealt with some injuries as well, so we kind of leaned on each other, and our families were very close, very close, and we leaned on each other, and and. Um, he's my best friend, and I. you know what's funny is I have I have my um I'm getting married in September. So yeah. I have my bachelor I have my bachelor party this weekend, and Tommy's coming into to Chicago from Lincoln. So I'll uh, see him in a couple what days. Are you,
0: doing? are you golfing?
1: Dude, I suck at golf. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't rotate. I can't I can't keep my arm straight because my shoulder, I can't rotate. Hey, my, I can ship, I can ship like crazy and I can put, I can put. Phenomenal. it's because it's all wrists and hands. Anything where I have to turn, like my driving, like it's just it's brutal. It's brutal. I'm practicing. Maybe I should go more than twice a year. I'll probably get better. But (laughs) I bet you're good at scrambles, though. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, I mean, I I I do enjoy golfing. I just don't do it very often. Obviously, golf, you just gotta you gotta practice that like crazy. But I do enjoy it. I love getting out there to a course, nice, bright and early, Uh, beautiful course, and playing, playing, playing 18.
4: Yeah,
1: um, I want to talk a little bit about
4: Wisconsin game. Um, I think it might have been your senior year, overtime. Ah. So I was fun fact, I was actually there. Me and two of my buddies. It was our freshman year of college. Yeah, we were, we're like that Wednesday. We're like, let's just go since we're undefeated, and let's go. And so we made the trip, and then hell of a game, and comes to overtime, and then I think was it fourth down, or was that third down? Are you talking
1: about the one hundred percent pass interference on yeah. TJ? <laughs> yes. Over the middle. Yes. So that was that was like that might have been that was either second or third down.
4: Yeah. So, so uh, they they, they, scored, that- they scored
1: they scored they shanked the field goal. So we're like, let's go. We we score, kick the field goal, we win. And yeah, on that play, you know, they 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 did their film state they, they knew that we that I ran a bunch of over so they literally dropped. I mean, TJ Watt and the snap of ball turned his back to Tommy and sprinted backwards. And I run that over out, balls in the air, and he just runs through me. He he impeded my progress. I mean, there's so many different penalties I can t- you can call it, impeding my progress. You know, contact with the balls in the air, whatever. I mean, 100% a flag. And I remember they talked about it on Big Ten Network. And we're like, how can they not call this? It would have put us on the one yard line. Yeah. We get four opportunities to punch it and kick a field goal, and we win in Madison. And we're in a much better mood going into that Ohio State week. Obviously, we got we got destroyed by Ohio State the next week, but yeah, that's a rough one. I don't like talking about that one. So thanks. Yeah, uh, no problem. <laughs> oh, I had to bring it up. I, I had to ask since I was there. Was that? Yeah, the that too, you question? know what, Wisconsin. I I think I, my true freshman year we beat them, but they always had our number. They always they. My my junior year, they won on a field goal at home. That's the game that Andy Janovich had like a 50 yard run up the middle for a touchdown. Um, but it was always close games, and they always just beat us right right at the last second. Bummer. And then obviously that my my redshirt sophomore year, that's the year that Melvin Gordon decided to become a, a video game player. <laughs> and run for 600. <laughs> like that was wild. We went up 17 to three on them in in Madison, and then second half he just decided to turn it on. <laughs> We couldn't stop him. We
0: can do. (laughs) Um, So obviously, you were there for Polini as well as Riley. Um, I feel like Husker fans have pretty strong feelings about that move—the decision to move on from Bo. I wanted to ask you, what was your um, original feelings when they said that you know Bo's leaving and we're bringing someone else in?
1: Mistake, 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 mistake. You know, we 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 go to Iowa. We beat Iowa in overtime, and the next day we wake up to a text: check your emails and for information regarding Bo Pony. Like what? I'm like we immediately felt like, was he okay? What the hell happened? Because um, no no one thought he was going to get fired. Like what? We knew that that the the AD at the time, uh, Sean Icor, and him butted heads, but not to the point that guy wins at Iowa, a good Iowa team in overtime, and he gets fired the next day. So no one was happy it was ridiculous. And then that's part of the reason why they're, they're kind of where they're at now that started that, that whole domino effect of get ready for a lot of bad years of ball. And then, you know, obviously our, my last two years in Nebraska, we were still pretty good. We were, we were pulling recruits. Um, My junior year, we, we ended up going to that bowl game and winning against UCLA and our record was, was kind of rough, but all the games we played, we were within like, we, I can't, we lost the first game to BYU and I hail Mary. We went to Miami, lost in overtime. We lost to Wisconsin on a field. I mean, all really close games. So our team was good. We were really good. It was just um, some some unlucky, unfortunate plays that lost the game right at the end. So we we were we were a good squad. Then the next year we went you know seven and zero, and then we should have won against Wisconsin. And then we got our butts kicked by by and then. Then injuries. You know, Tommy gets knocked out the next week, and he starts to deal with the hamstring. Um, you know, we beat Maryland. Beat Minnesota, then we lose to Iowa at Iowa, and we were we were. I mean, if you if you look up a picture of me from that Iowa game before my 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 last game, just look at what I'm wearing because I've got like knee sleeves on, I've got elbow band aid, I look like I like I'm just like a walking like mash unit. It's really weird. we were just completely beat the hell up. Um, so that's kind of what happened. That's kind of we fell apart there towards the end. Um, but we were still pretty solid and and. and You know, junior year, we went up, we went our bowl game. Senior year, we went to a bowl game. We lost. Brandon went off. He had a big game. I didn't play in it. I was on crutches. Nate didn't play. Tommy didn't play. We would have beat the hell out of them if we were playing. Um, And then the next year, they kind of just, that's when, just kind of dropped there. And I liked Coach Riley as a coach. He was, uh, you know, he has an NFL background and and he kind of came in with more of a a laid back kind of, you know, the guy's got a, Act like adults, and and you can't really do that with a college program. You have a, you have eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old dudes. You gotta you gotta be strict, and I I always like the the more fiery, in your face, Let you know when you mess up because because that that kind of instills discipline and, and accountability, and, you, and you, you can feel that. And some guys just don't react well to positive reinforcement, and and, and you know to each their own. But obviously, Pelini fiery. Italian in your face, swearing up a storm versus laid back, older Mike Riley, um, more positive reinforcement, more of like the Tony Dungy type, type, type coach. And it just didn't fit the guys that, you know, the recruits that we had at the time, obviously they were Bo's guys. It just, we didn't mesh well. Um, I loved coach Riley. I love them. uh, We had some real mature guys and some guys that, that needed to be put in their place. And we just didn't have that discipline as much with coach Riley and was just his style and sometimes it'll mesh well but that's why you see in these you know transition years you know year or two after a coach change teams generally don't do really well because of that they've got to recruit their own guys and it's going to take some time and, and you know they're going to recruit guys that, that will match their personalities more and we were just still Pelini guys so um again to each their own both great coaches in their own their own regards and coach Riley's kicking butt in the uh, the usfl yeah, uh, with Alonzo Moore on the Generals, and I love watching yeah. them. Um, so Again, it's just it's just to each their own. Coaches are going to have their own philosophies, and then they they re- they'll recruit their own guys for a reason. Some guys will mesh well, some guys won't, and it's just it is what it is. That's why this year is going to be so um, it's, it's so interesting to me because I always want to believe the hype and think, here we go, national champions! Woo! Be a typical Nebraska fan. See? <laughs> That's what these two are. That's me. That's right. me. Let's go i gotta put my push my emotions to the side and go you know what in these transition years it normally doesn't turn out too hot um so don't i don't want to set myself up for disappointment especially when Uh i kind of understand Uh how it works now me and trevin are justified
0: we're we're split on this podcast two are very optimistic two are not getting their hopes up no need to
4: set up for disappointment it's just gonna happen
1: (laughs) i love it i love the uh, the (laughs) I i love it i love it we'll see i mean hey Again, I I, I hope I, I I would love to see it, but I just you know generally that doesn't work out uh, as well as you want it to, especially in that transition period. It's it's tough. It'll take a couple of years. So I hope they uh, they're patient with them. And, and again, my God, I'd love to see them kick ass. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I would love to see some stats on how many programs have had a first year coach, and and you know what what are those win totals like, or you know have they ever has there ever been a, a first year coach that's taken a team to a national championship? I'd love to see that stat. Yeah, probably ain't gonna find many of them <laughs> but you know it is what it is yep um so that's a good little transition into
0: the rule era um what did you think of the hire also have you had any run-ins with coach rule like have you met him before
1: I have not he followed me on instagram I'm sorry he followed me on twitter so uh, I don't know I don't know what that what that means or what that that is but uh mm-hmm. um, I'm sure he got familiar with some of the the, the the more known, you know, Nebraska players or whatever. I don't, I have no idea, but he followed me on, on Twitter. I followed him and, and he seems like a great coach. You know, I know little about him. I know he's at Baylor. I know he had a stint in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for me at this point, I'm just like produce wins, P- produce wins. I, I don't, I don't believe the hype. pay hey, great. I understand you're, you're a good coach and then people like you, but you know, put it on paper, put it, let me see it in the games, prove it to me. You know, I, I want to see it. I'm at that point. Right. Nebraska, they have not been to a bowl game since my senior year at Nebraska. That is that's, insane. That's, that's crazy. Sad. 2016. 2016. That's insane. So yeah. I am not, I'm no longer at the point where I'm believing any hype. I want. I got to see it. I got to see it. Oh, man.
3: Yeah. So my next question is, what are your kind of predictions for year one? I know you're not going to buy into it yet. The schedule is pretty friendly. It is. Uh,
1: so I guess what are your thoughts on year one? Um, you know let me pull up their schedule real quick because I, I did this the other day and I kind of I went through it I just got to see their schedule I don't know right off the top of my head okay so yeah let's run through the this accurate so their first game against Minnesota that's not a bad team it's at Minnesota that's a toss up oh no this isn't the right season what am I looking at here yeah. 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 Uh, what am I, what the hell is this one second? Start at Minnesota and then at Colorado. Mm-hmm. Oops. Okay. Okay. Now okay, I, I got it. Okay. So game one, Minnesota, that's a tough one. They got some good coaches. I don't know. I don't know. Hoping for the best, but again, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know that's a toss up to me at Colorado, you know, coach, uh, prime's going through the same thing. It's a year one coach. They lost half their freaking team, <laughs> the transfers. I, I think he's going to have a rude awakening too. Um, so that one's a toss up. I'll take Nebraska on that one. Okay. Northern Illinois has kind of been kryptonite for for Nebraska uh, the past <laughs> few years, right? That's a toss up, but I'm going to take Nebraska. Okay. Louisiana hmm. Tech taking Nebraska on that one. Michigan, that's Michigan's going to win that game. Um, at Illinois, that's a tough game. That's a tough game at Illinois. I will lean with my emotion and say Nebraska will win that game. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Versus Northwestern at at home, I'll take Nebraska. So where are we at right now? It's, that's five and two. L L, W, W I'm sorry. L W W W three. Yeah, we're three. So W against Minnesota. I'll take that. It'll be a tough game. W against Colorado. I don't think that's going to be as tough a game as people think. Um, versus, versus Northern Illinois, I'll take a W there. Okay, we might start out 4-0. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me, let yeah. Me back yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Of those first four games, I can see Minnesota being an L. So, um, But all winnable games. Michigan, Michigan's going to win that game. That's 4-1. fair. Um, at Illinois, Illinois is not bad. That's going to be – that'll be a toss-up. So, I'm not going to say who I think. I mean, it's a toss-up. Versus Northwestern, that's at home. It's always a tough game against Northwestern. Always, it's so weird. It always is. But I'll, I'll take us at home. Uh Purdue's not bad either. I mean, this is, man, Big Tens, uh, they're, they're, this, this, is, this isn't going to be any sleepers here. I'm sorry, any 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 cupcake games. Versus Purdue, that's at home. I'll take us. At Michigan State, They're they're pretty bad right now. I'll take us. Maryland's pretty bad. I'll take us. Wisconsin, Wisconsin will, will beat us. Iowa, my guess is Iowa will beat us. So what does that put us at? Eight and four, eight and four, nine eight and three, and eight and four, nine and three. Man. <laughs> I mean, that's a good year. Like, that's, a <laughs> that's, great, that's a very, good year. very good year. That's a very, very wishful thinking. Again, like, like there's a lot of toss ups, which I'd probably lean away from Nebraska, but I'll, you know, for the, for the, for the, for the boys podcast here, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, love I'll, it. Lean, I'll lean towards them. So yeah, I mean, that's, At best, nine and three, you know, at worst, turn those close games into Ls, and then you're looking at the – what we need to do, we just got to get to a bowl game, and then we'll be heading in the right direction. So what is that, six wins, six wins? I think that's very doable, very doable.
0: 100%. We love to hear it. You guys got any final questions for the boy? I don't think so. I don't think so, no. I think that's all we got for you. So we got what? We'll say nine and three. Nine and three for the boys this year.
1: Whatever. (laughs) Again, that's some very – optimistic and wishful thinking but i'd love it i would love i would love to see it man it's been it's been too long right it's been too long too long yeah yeah, yeah we fire we fire pelini we're, we're wishing we had pelini there getting nine wins a season yeah. right Exactly. That's ridiculous <laughs> but yeah that's any I'm, I'm anywhere from you know god we just gotta get six wins get six wins for me please <laughs> we're gonna do it i <laughs> love it well jordan this has been awesome
0: thank you so much for uh Hopping on the pod with the boys. We really uh, love talking to you, man. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate it. Anytime. Let's uh, let's do this again sometime soon. Yeah. Maybe we'll have you on like mid-season or maybe at the end and we'll yeah. recap our, uh, the schedule.
1: Yeah. We'll check our tape and see how accurate we were on some of these, yeah. these <laughs> predictions here. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. Yeah. Have a great night. Let's go be, big red.
0: Go big red. Let's red. go. All right. Thank you, Jordan. A true Nebraska football legend that we just got to chop it up with for an hour. That was yeah. pretty sweet. He's a good dude. Great dude. Just some some of the best memories, I think, from Nebraska football involved him in some way.
4: Yeah, yeah. because we really haven't been good since him. Until this year. Until this year.
0: He told us 9-3. and three.
4: Guess we'll see. You guys <laughs> can keep drinking the Kool-Aid.
0: We will. Keep chugging it.
4: It's too late to and stop now. Yeah. yeah, and then when we're one and three to start the season, no. you guys will be asking what? One why one and did three. We do this? I'm just, I just threw out a record that was bad. There's no way we go one. Yeah, and one
3: three. and three
4: is that was probably two nine. and two. Yeah. I'll say that. Who? no.
0: We just went through this, but
4: we'll see. we we'll, Nebraska will have to prove it. Like you said, prove it on the field at this point. They will. They could.
0: They will. They could. They could. They could. <laughs> Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, great guy. Um, we're just going to move right into the BDB3. or No, not the BDB3. Down the Bads. Down Bads of boys the Week. Boys Down
4: Bad. Or, yeah, the Down Bads. Boys, <laughs> boys Down Bad, Down <laughs> Bads.
0: The Down Bads of the Week. Chris, would you like to start us off?
4: Yeah, I can start us off. Uh, I'm going to go with technology, specifically with Titanic. Mm. So if you haven't heard, there's a submarine that takes... People down to the wreckage of Titanic goes in and out of the ship. It's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per person. Did you see that?
0: No, I did not see yeah. that. I
4: did not see. Yeah, that. really? that's how much it costs to go down there. Well, it's pretty and penny. yeah, this week it went missing, and the people only have I think now it's like thirty five hours left so, of breathable air. So when this comes out, they could be it'll either be really good or really bad. Yeah, because yeah, when this episode airs it'll be past 35 past. hours so if yeah. they haven't found it then those people are really down bad was the I,
3: submarine was anything called like was titanic in any sort of this description what do you mean like this submarine tour did like they, 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 they were touring they the were just, yeah
4: so like of the titanic so they're in the area where titanic sank and where the you ship just is. can't do that <laughs> Can't sign yeah, up d- for that. Titanic sinks another ship.
0: Yeah. Um, I saw that this was the, only the fifth one that's ever gone down.
4: Yeah. So hasn't to
0: been... actually try to see the Titanic.
4: Yeah. So it hasn't really been tested a whole lot. No. Probably you because... probably got to be like, you got to know it's going to come back before I... First of all, 250000 I can't afford that anyway, so it doesn't matter. You can't but afford that? No. Broke. Never will. Broke boy. I am. But... <laughs> You got to know it's going to come back up before I get in that thing. Yeah, and I mean... And there's no tracker on it. No, no GPS
3: well, tracker. I think
0: they lost connection.
3: Okay. Yeah, if there was no tracker, no one would get on that.
0: Yeah, no, they lost connection and... Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, that would be like the... One of my biggest fears, I think. Yeah. Being trapped in a submarine in a very small... Smaller than this room. Yeah. With... I think five or there six people in there. I
4: think it's five or six capacity. You just, can't, just knowing you just know that know you probably have this many die. hours left. Yeah.
0: Brutal. Yeah. But yeah. hoping the best for them. Ho- hopefully when this pod comes out we found them. Hopefully. they're okay.
4: But terrible situation. Yeah. Just got to be better with technology. Yeah. Especially when you're going down in the ocean that deep like
0: I mean, the ocean is scary. But we said Did did you and I say that we would rather be in the ocean than in the jungle? Yeah, yeah. Why? Because I think you would die.
3: You're gonna die regardless.
0: You're gonna die either way. You're probably what was it like? Twenty miles or something?
3: Yeah, it was. Would you rather go twenty miles in the ocean or fifty miles in the jungle?
0: Yeah. If
3: you had to like get to safety, you know, safety is either twenty miles or fifty miles.
4: I think I'd take jungle,
3: actually. We looked up all the things he would die from, and I don't think he'd make it. Probably disease is probably number one. No.
4: Disease?
3: Jaguars,
4: lions, spiders, spider, snakes. snakes. That's what I'm saying. Like, you get bit by something, and then you get some yeah. disease or something. Sure, yeah. Or you just get strangled by a boa constrictor. Yeah, that's. Well, that too, but. Ugh. I mean, I'm taking know. my chance. There's a lot of things the, in the ocean that can The ocean can, is can scary, too. too.
0: I think if you're swimming on top.
4: Don't I don't really think you. anything's
0: gonna mess with you, but you also have to deal with the temperature. It's gonna be very cold. Cold. And you won't be able to like eat. Yeah. Really. You can't eat because you can't eat the fish right you there. You also have to tread water for twenty a long miles. Long time.
4: Well, and you, and you don't and know what's sure. under you.
0: Yeah, you but don't have that's to. Still
3: twenty
4: miles. That's a long. Yeah,
0: ways. but it's a
3: long ways. I'd rather take the shorter distance, knowing I'm probably cooked on either of them.
4: I don't know. At least I could see something coming. you're swimming at the top you're not going to see anything coming in the ocean
0: yeah i think you get killed easier or faster in the jungle but the ocean would be harder to get yeah to land yeah because you have to swim for 20 miles that's a long time
3: yeah i just don't think you make it even five miles before you're one like you have no water but you could find water but is it safe? Or you're going to get water and then poison dart frog just
0: see ya.
4: Could happen. Kills ya.
0: I don't know. It was a good debate we had a couple weeks ago.
4: Yeah, I was sad I missed it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good down bad. Again, hopefully they.
4: Hopefully they come return to back soon. Yep. Praying for them. Absolutely,
3: Peters. Yeah, my down bad is Hunter Biden. Um, blood guilty today. So,
0: so what does that mean?
3: He just said, you got me.
4: Basically said, I did it. So, But then he'll be
0: fine, I'm sure.
4: Typically, you get like a lesser charge
0: when you plead guilty. Yeah, yeah
4: they go lenient on you. They're not as strict on you. Joe
0: will find a way to get him Joe out of there. Joe will pardon him or something. Yeah,
4: yeah that wouldn't fine. like
3: dethrone the whole government system if he just pardons his son I <laughs> wouldn't create even more lack of trust with the American people yeah
4: I don't think the American people trust our government anymore anyway correct Can't but get the any ones worse. that are
3: holding on yeah I don't think nepotism
0: <laughs> probably not
3: <laughs> does Mr. Joe Biden any favors mm-hmm. so He's down bad yeah I mean at least he owned up to his mistakes yep didn't waste a bunch Respect. of time
0: yeah, yeah. He's Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Don't feel um, bad for him. No. I have an up good this week. Wyndham Clark won the uh, U.S. Open. Very cool story. Um, his mom passed away. Thought about giving up golf time and time again. Yeah. Had a lot of mental issues. And then uh, got through all that. Figured out his game. Kind of got some mental help, I think. Therapists. Um, yeah. And then just won the U.S. Open, so excited for him. That's really cool.
4: Yeah, that was sweet.
0: It was like a, a good finish. We haven't. I feel like we haven't really had a good. Yeah. Was it
4: a good finish? I mean, I mean it was
0: close. He, it came down to the last putt. He almost choked. He did almost choke.
4: That was. I think a ton of people were rooting against him, and then like they told his story like on seventeen, like yeah. oh, if he wins, like with his mom and stuff, and then everyone's like, I feel bad for cheering against him now.
0: Yeah, because I, I mean everyone's gonna cheer for Rory yeah because he's the thing
3: with the u s open is they try and set it up to be the hardest week of the year
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Wyndham Clark sliced his drive right he thought and it was, he was off the
4: property he
3: did it, it, was, it was in the fairway yeah. it was a like fifty six yard
0: like wide fairway
4: it's the widest fairway in u s open history yeah eighteenth like you can't 67.
0: put that on eighteen I feel like
4: no no i
3: I don't think it was a great finish because he didn't have to really do anything. He hit like driver, seven iron, two putt, and he was completely fine after hitting a horrible drive.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying it was a good finish as far as like entertainment wise.
4: Yeah, yeah. It
0: didn't. It wasn't like a three or four stroke. Yeah. Win where it's like who really cares? Yeah, I think he had to make that last putt.
4: Yeah,
3: LACC is not a good U.S. Open course. No, it's, I mean, I don't know. Well, the problem is you have the fan, they allowed 23,000 fans. That half was them a are, problem. Are like, what is it?
4: Me- get members and get
3: like the special treatment. Yeah. And then LACC members and the Country Club bought like half of the GA tickets. Yeah. Like there was just no one there. Yeah. It was already half of what was at Brookline. And then half of those weren't even available. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's set up – you can just,
4: like, miss it. I guess the marine layer, which everybody was – They didn't set up the course that hard the first two days. I thought the pins were pretty easy. Yeah. But, like, if you look on Saturday and Sunday when it got, like, sunny and, like, hard and fast, like, the scores were pretty high.
0: The pins pins on the back nine on Sunday were yeah. very difficult. Yeah.
4: So I think if they – like – I think it's supposed to be there in like twenty thirty nine again. Like I think they'll learn from this and like make the fairways a little narrower, let it grow out, and they'll they won't water it like the week before, so it's already like hard, mm-hmm. even if the marine marine layer is there. And then I think it could be a little harder. The only thing with that is I don't
3: think you mess with, L A like the members at LACC. I don't think they're going to be okay with just making the fairways more narrow because that's going to affect them playing it too. True.
4: Like it's what I was hearing. It's like almost more exclusive than Augusta. Well, yeah, but it, I mean, if you think about it, they just shut it down. Right. So basically from January to now they shut down the course to get it ready. So they let the grass grow. And then now they'll just, so like if this happened in 23 to nine, they let the fairways get a little narrower. So they build up the rough a little more. And then they just completely go back to normal after this week. So they close it from January. Usually that's what they do for the U.S. Open. They close the course so nobody plays on it. They get it ready, all that kind of stuff. And then they go back, like, the month after they make it normal again. If they have it at, like, a country club or, you know, those kind of courses. Yeah. So, like, they could just – and then they could just make their fairways normal again. You just completely cut the rough to fairway height, and then it'll go back to normal. Could do that.
3: Yeah, I mean, in theory, that sounds like a great plan. But when you're dealing with, like, the richest people in L.A., I don't think they're going to be just on board to do that. True.
0: Hmm. be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. yeah. It was a good enter- – I-, I liked watching it. It was an entertaining tournament. Yeah. I feel Rory's going to get one soon, you would think.
3: He's either going to get one soon – if he doesn't win – the open this year it'll be 10 years in between majors
0: and he's had eight, It means
3: he would have 40 opportunities
0: has he had like 18 top 10 i think
3: so
4: yeah. he's finished so his high last a lot.
0: finish or his last win that's and crazy.
4: he might have finished like top five in every tournament this year major yeah because like masters i think he was top five pga he was up there yeah and now this the u.s open crazy if he doesn't get one soon though he's 33 i think yeah he, i mean he's getting I mean, up there you got his think windows he has, closing like say probably, five
3: more years like prime rory that puts him at 38 i'd only I give mean, him about three
0: rushing the golf ball though. yeah like it, that's never i think like like,
3: if he loses over the next five years if he loses 20 yards of distance like he's still
4: carrying it well over 300 yeah right? but his putting sucks. Maybe yeah. he'll
0: work harder on his putting. Then, he should. He needs to do that now, but
4: yeah.
3: Feel bad for Ricky.
0: Yeah. It's a good story too. I understand
3: why they, one of the reasons they went back to the LACC is they want to have it places that you don't see very often. The thing that sucks about the West coast is it's great for like fans watching it, but the players, definitely suffer from it because rory or ricky was putting in basically the dark on 18 on yeah. saturday yep. yeah you just can't have that because at that point you're just kind of ruining it like if it finishes at six instead of seven mm-hmm. central or eastern like that's fine yeah
0: but yeah i don't know it's a good tournament um do bdb3 real quick
4: yeah let's do it chris what's the topic so it's top three television shows that are, like, on streaming services. So, like, Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, okay. HBO Max, those kind of shows that are that you would watch on those streaming services. Not like, oh, you just turn on the TV and it's going to be on. Yeah. Like, okay, those kind of. You want to start us? Yeah, I can start. Um, number three, I'm going to go One Tree Hill. Ooh, that's a good one. I was a big One Tree Hill fan. That's That's going to be on my list as well. That That was a good show. Um, Number two, I'm going to go All-American. It's on Netflix. Have you guys seen that? Started watching it, didn't. It's the football one with, uh, in L.A., um, Spencer something. Spencer James, I think. It's based on True Story. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen it. Is it really? Yeah. Spencer James is a true, yeah. Didn't know that. Lived in the hood and like. Yeah, I started watching it and then I was just it's pretty good you should finish it how long ago did you start watching it
3: i started when we were living together and then that's when i gave up oh so
4: a long time ago <laughs> yeah all right then you'd probably have to rewatch completely not doing that and then number one i'm gonna go outer banks why is that <laughs> it's just a good show I think I I mean the last I think there's been what three seasons now and I think the last two I've binged watching like a day. Like when they first came yeah. out. Like I had them watched in like in, a, in a day. Outer Banks is solid. It's a good it list. Is solid.
0: Yeah. Not bad. Thank you. It's okay. Peters.
3: Um my number 3 is also One Tree Hill. I just started rewatching that again. Um number 2 How I Met Your Mother yeah, yeah I know one. some people hate it some people love it the I ending it. is
0: the worst of all worst ending of any show ever
3: yeah it's really bad yeah but it's a good story um and then obviously my number one is Vanderpump Rules <laughs> um, yeah it's just it's addicting it's a it's to the point where it's it's not great mm-hmm. for just like I just don't need to know all this stuff I don't need it coming up on my TikTok every second time i watch a video yeah but it's entertaining if you haven't watched it we talked about it last week give it a try Mm -hmm. it's gonna be worth it
0: let's try it out
3: yeah i mean if we're talking like just shows that are very rewatchable pop that on have a good time learn some new things yeah Mm -hmm. great
0: list um my number three i'm gonna go parks and rec I love Parks and Rec. Just an easy show to throw on and yeah. just in the background. Yeah. Number two is The Office. Just classic. Can't be. Oh, you have some thoughts? I'm just not a huge office guy. How much have you watched? Have you watched past the first season?
4: Yeah. And I just. No, not he a... hasn't. No, he hasn't. I'm just not <laughs> a huge t- fan. No. If you haven't watched. What do you not I, like? I just about? think it's overrated. No. I, I don't think it's, it's the, that funny.
0: One of the greatest shows ever made.
3: I mean, you're not going to just like laugh out loud every single line. I know, but you're going to laugh out loud every single episode. Yeah, at least once.
0: Yeah. Okay.
4: I mean, I haven't watched the full thing.
0: So. Well, you need to watch.
4: But I have watched past first season.
0: How I mean, far have you gotten? Second season.
4: Season two. You know? Yeah. So yeah. You,
0: you have to get past the, like the first two. The first yeah. two are great. Like once you've watched the whole thing, you can go back and rewatch.
4: Yeah. Which
3: okay. is one thing I hate about people are like, you got to watch the first two seasons of a show and then it gets good. I hate that. Yeah. But I also didn't... like, if you do give it a chance, like if that's your pitch to me, like I'm not going to watch your show. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. if you're like the first couple episodes are bad, but once you get through it and you rewatch it, it'll be funny because you understand it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's my number two. Number one is Ted Lasso. Have you guys seen Ted Lasso?
4: I haven't started yeah. yet.
0: Yeah. You have seen it?
4: I've seen yeah. like episodes like here and there. Right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm a fan.
0: I just I love I love Ted Lasso. Jason yeah. Sudeikis does such a good job. Yeah. Such a good job.
4: Yeah. You need to w- you have you, to watch you it. Watch We're
0: it. actually
3: like I'm we'll probably have started watching it tonight. Yeah, it's good. It's worth it.
0: Yeah, good list.
3: Do you have any honorable mentions? Yellowstone was a miss by me.
0: Oh, Yellowstone. I'm a big Yellowstone. The league uh, for me. Have the you guys league seen the great. league? Yeah. Yes, Friday Night Lights. I love
3: yeah. Friday Night Lights. Ozarks.
0: Jeez, yeah.
3: Have
4: you guys, guys seen, had Ozarks? Yeah, I I had seen Ozarks? Yeah, I should. I haven't seen Ozarks. Is good. The episodes are just too long, I think. But it's still. It's good. a lot of just. The seasons are short though. though. Yeah, it's they're like, just like hour, hour and fifteen episodes. So it's just. If
3: you like compare down. it to like a normal show that's like, forty-five minute episodes, yeah, it probably. To watch all of it compared to some other show. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take the same amount of time, but it's just.
0: Friends. Friends is good. For me.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: a pretty good list.
3: Pretty good
4: list.
0: I'm sure we're missing some huge ones.
4: Oh, yeah. I'm sure.
0: But yeah.
3: Seinfeld. Seinfeld is solid. Yeah. I haven't
0: seen all of it, but it's always funny. I know a lot of people like. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Never watched Thirty it. Rock. Never seen. Never it. 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 Never seen. I haven't it. either. People love it though.
4: Hmm. Let us know what we missed. Yeah, we missed yeah. a lot.
0: Missed a lot. Um,
4: Let us know what we should try out. Yeah. If if you you like some a, requests. If you like a show, and we should try it out.
0: Grey's Anatomy. I know a lot of
3: people
4: Ooh. love. I
0: hate it. I
4: like.
3: Uh, it just got. It's gone too long. Yeah.
4: I've heard Manifest is good. I've heard that's good. I haven't seen it. I think it's on Netflix. I've heard it's good, but I don't know. It's not the best. Really? Yeah, the first couple episodes are very out
3: there. I mean the whole like preface is insane, but like they really they do it up. Yeah. All right, roulette.
4: Alright, here we go. Come on. Come on, ten.
3: 18. Interesting
4: one.
3: All right. Gosh, one more.
4: Dang it. Red. All right. Spin number two.
3: Come on, 10. 31. One. Ew. Yucks. Yeah, we should probably
4: Yuck. just do one more then. Nope. nope. Two's good. We're good with two. Great with
3: two. Yeah. Ugh. It was only for $20.
4: It's good enough.
0: It's great. Great roles. No winners. It's okay. All right. Shout out Jordan Westerkamp again, Nebraska legend. Chopping it up with the boys.
4: Good dude. Really, really good, good
0: guy. guy. Yeah. All right. This is the Boys Down Bad podcast. I'm Dylan. Peters. Chris. Episodes the Top 10 Weekend.
1: Heard at Sports Network Production.